Winston Churchill passed away on January 24th, 1965, a little more than 10 years before our last Hall of Famer was born. Churchill was famous for giving rousing speeches to inspire an entire nation to fight through the tough times that come out victorious. In this episode, I will tell you a similar story about one of the most inspirational football players of all time. Welcome to the Football History Dude Podcast where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. Your host is Arnie Chapman. Football is his passion, and he wants you to come along with him to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board his DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. This time as we step off for DeLorean, the date is May 15th, 1975, and we are in Lakeland, Florida. And this is the final part of our eight-part series where we're releasing a daily episode that covers every single 2018 Hall of Fame class member. And like I said, these are some shorter episodes. And it is August 4th, the Day of Enshrinement. And we are, yes, going to cover the life and career, very briefly, of Mr. One, Ray Lewis. But before I get started... I wanted to remind you to head to the footballhistorydude.com for the show notes and to make sure you mash that little subscribe button on your podcast player of choice so you get the hottest, freshest out of the press episodes each and every week. I'd also appreciate if you headed over there and gave me an honest review of the show. But now let's get to our Hall of Famer. And yes, I alluded earlier that this is my favorite non-Detroit Lions football player of all time. And he went by Mr. Raymond Anthony Lewis, and he was number 52 for the Baltimore Ravens for 17 years. He came in at six foot one, 240 pounds, but this dude had some speed. I'm telling you, there's a play in his second year where he was 15 yards behind Eric Metcalf, and he still chased him down. With that size-speed combination, and what we're going to get into as far as his leadership goes, there's no denying that he definitely belongs in the Hall of Fame this year. His college was from University of Miami, which is totally fitting because he wrecked havoc on the field just like the Hurricanes do on regions across the nation. The year he came out was kind of a unique situation. You see, he would be drafted by the Baltimore Ravens, number 26 overall in the first round, back in 1996. However, he was the franchise's second ever pick. Now, the first pick that year was Hall of Famer, Jonathan Ogden at number four. Now talk about a pretty first day and a first draft for a franchise, which is another reason why Mr. Ozzie Newsom was inducted to the Hall of Fame back in 1999. And we most certainly will ultimately end up having an episode that is dedicated to the life and career of Ozzie Newsom, who wrecked havoc on the field as well as in the general manager's perspective. But getting back to Ray, the ultimate field general the physical play, leading in the weight room, the motivational speeches, but maybe even more appealing was the speeches that he would give after a game that they lost to lift the team back up. There's a quote from Ozzy, the same Ozzy Newsom that I just talked about, explaining kind of like what he pictured Ray Lewis as, and it went as such. For 17 years, we could point to number 52 and tell the other players, Follow his lead. Practice like Ray practices. Prepare like Ray prepares. Be a great teammate like him. It was our privilege to have him as a Raven. 
We are all better for having him here. His play on game day speaks for itself. Even in that small group of who have the honor of being a Hall of Famer, Ray stands out. When you talk about the great players of all time, no matter position, he is among the greatest of the great. John Harbaugh talked about how Ray established what it meant to play like a Raven. So many people talk about his leadership, but the most passionate possibly was from Shannon Sharp. And there was a little quote that I wanted to give to you, and it went as such. Before we get to his play, Ray is the greatest leader in team sports history. No one is even close. I'm telling you, being a leader is easy when, you know, everything's going your way and you're winning. It's those times when you're down and you're losing, or your team just came off of like a tough loss, you know, something that, you know, if you would have won, you would have got to the Super Bowl or something like that. And this happened. They were in the AFC Championship game against the New England Patriots. And there were some things that happened, some missed field goals, and, you know, Flacco didn't play his, you know, up to par or something like that. But after the game, everybody's down. And Ray gave this speech. It's just one of the most motivating and moving speeches after a loss that gets you to want to get to the next year's goal of the promised land. And I'm just telling you, you need to go back and watch it. I mean, it's one of a hundred different types of motivational speeches and things that I listen to and that he's given up. I'm telling you, every time I listen to this dude talk, it's like it gives me chills down my spine. I start tearing up a little bit. It just makes me want to just go out and do something great, you know? And his teammates would feel the same way. That next year, you know, after displaying that kind of ability to take the team on his shoulders after a heartbreaking loss, he would end up leading them to a Super Bowl victory the next year. And this would be his true swan song because he would end up retiring after this game. You know, he tore his tricep muscle midseason, but he still showed that leadership to help the team through the year. He participated in the team's postseason run to win the Super Bowl. At the time, I knew it was going to happen. You know, he was going to go out on top, just like Peyton Manning or John Elway or any one of the other guys, the greats. But getting back to the field, everyone feared playing him. QBs couldn't stand seeing him across the line. Wide receivers didn't dare come over the middle. Running backs, they get shut down. You know, I always joked about how he single-handedly ruined Jerome Bettis' career. I talked two days ago about Brian Dawkins' hit on Jerome Bettis, the bus. But Lewis, he turned that up a few notches, you know. He cranked it to 11. He just derailed the bus off the road altogether. Now, as a team performance, the greatest team performance that he was a part of came back in 2000 where he led the team to a 16-game single-season record of only allowing 165 points total and 970 rushing yards with four shutouts. And of course, Lewis was at the center of it all. Now, he even has TED Talks, but you gotta go and check them out. And I could go on and on about him, but I'm just gonna go ahead and stop with the whole Ray Lewis love fest and just keep it around the same amount of time as all the others. But I did warn you that this was my favorite non-Detroit Lions football player of all time. And the main player I looked up to throughout my high school playing days as a linebacker. But we're going to get into his final stats here. His final stat line was 2,643 tackles, 41 and a half sacks, 31 interceptions, and 19 fumble recoveries. With that being said, he is the only player in NFL history to record 40 sacks and 30 interceptions. He led the Ravens in tackles 14 seasons, and he's just an unstoppable force. He was given the All-Pro Award eight different times. He went to the Pro Bowl 12 different times. He was given the AP Defensive of the Year in 2000 and 2003, the Super Bowl MVP for 2000, which is the second player to ever earn the Defensive MVP for the year, and then to also get the Super Bowl MVP. And of course, 
He was the All-Decades team for 2000s. Now, when you see him inducted to the Hall of Fame this year, he's going to have his daughter, Diamond Lewis, present for him. And of course, in my biased opinion, I think the Hall got it right, because they're going to have Ray Lewis be inducted last, and he's going to give his speech last, which will undoubtedly make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. But with that said, I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode and mini-series of the Football History Dude, and were able to gain some knowledge nuggets about one of the greatest leaders in team sports history. And not to mention, my favorite non-Detroit Lions player of all time. In the upcoming episode, we're going to get back to hearing listeners' favorite football moments. But for now, dudes, I'm through if you're through. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Football History Dude. To make sure you're the first to get the next episode, please subscribe on your podcast player of choice and head on over to thefootballhistorydude.com for the show notes and more information on the history of the NFL. And remember, dudes, where we're going, we don't need roads.